St. Luke's gospel is a gospel of details. And so I just want to focus on a few of those details today. There are three charges against Jesus. That he tells the people not to pay the tax. We know that that's wrong because if we've been reading this gospel, we know that Jesus, when asked that question, says, give me the coin whose inscription is on it. He's accused of fomenting armed rebellion. We know that that's wrong. He's asked about this. What do you do when the Roman strikes you? You turn the other cheek. What do you do when they command you, as the colonial law is, to carry their pack a mile? You carry the burden an extra mile. How about if they demand your cloak, you give your coat also? And here, the Lord is as good as his word, and he does all those things. There's one other accusation that he holds himself out to be a king. Now, even Pilate can tell that he's not that kind of king. But this one is false and true, for he will be crowned as Lord of Lords and King of Kings in and through this great sacrifice of love. Pilate is listening. He hears the word Galilee. Ah, somebody else's jurisdiction. And he sends him to the next court. Now, there's a very interesting thing here. Herod had been hoping that he would see Jesus. He'd heard about the miracles. He was hoping that he would see a miracle. He was hoping that he would see a sign. He doesn't get the sign that he's hoping for, but there is a sign. There is a sign for those that have eyes to see it, and there's a sign for those that have ears to hear it. It is a sign that had been prophesied by the prophet Isaiah. Jesus, before Herod and his court, offers no defense, makes no sound, utters no word. This is what Isaiah says about the one who is coming, about the Savior who, to, who is to appear. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was afflicted and oppressed, and he opened not his mouth. Like a lamb brought to the slaughter, like a shearer, like a sheep before his shearers is dumb, he opened not his mouth. The sign was there for those with eyes to see it and with those to hear the judgment and the silence. Well, there's another very interesting thing here. Herod sends him back to Pilate. He doesn't want the political hot potato either. And it says that after this, 
Herod and Pilate were friends, for before that they'd been at enmity. This is something that is a sad truth about the human heart, that we get a thrill of solidarity with each other at the expense of the scapegoat. Societies that were deeply rooted in the gospel used to be embarrassed about this. We, as we lose sight of the cross, we become less and less embarrassed about it. And our, our politics become the politics of scorn and condemnation. And we indulge this sinister thrill of achieving solidarity with each other by hating and despising the other side. And he goes to the cross, the true scapegoat that reveals the whole scapegoating process for what it is. And because we see this, we cannot with a clear conscience ever be part of a mob again. He's sent on that last mile. He does indeed walk the extra mile. He's too physically weak to carry the burden anymore, although he still carries the burden of the world's sin. It presses in upon him. No one else can carry it. They recruit a man from the crowd. This is how we know that the Gospels are eyewitness testimony. There are these little things, these little details. Yeah, they drew a man out of the crowd. Remember, his name was Simon. He's from North Africa. He was in town for the holidays. St. Mark gives us the name of his children, Alexander and Rufus. Clearly, Simon and his sons were, after this, numbered amongst the band of believers. So Simon does what Jesus has said a true disciple will do. He said this in the sixth chapter of this gospel, if any man would follow me, let him deny himself, let him pick up his cross and follow me. And so the gospel asks us the question whether we will do this, whether we will deny ourselves and pick up our cross and follow him in the way of death that is also the way of life and have our names numbered among the company of believers. Only Luke has this story of the conversation between, with the thieves and the conversation with the good thief. Why is this? Well, Luke got a lot of his things from Mary, and Mary was standing close to the cross, and she heard things that others perhaps could not hear. Now, the, the thief is called good not because he wasn't genuinely a bad man. He was a bad man. He's good because he's watching all these things. And what Herod misses, and what Pilate misses, and what, God help us, if we were there, we would have missed, and may yet even now miss. He sees. 
understands, he believes, he repents, he confesses. Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And so shows us the way that leads from death to life. Luke has a last word of Jesus that is not in the other Gospels. Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. The spirit is one of the great themes of the Gospel of St. Luke. And here Jesus shows us how to die. He shows us how to die. He has all the way along, all the way from Galilee to Jerusalem, put everything in the hands of his Father. And now he puts his last breath in his Father's hands and shows us how to die. And in the Orthodox Church, they sing about it. He is trampled down death by death, bringing life and immortality to light. He gives his spirit into the hands of the Father, and we give our spirit into his hands so that he can revivify us and bring us to life immortal with his spirit. Then at the very end, the centurion who is watching says, in this translation, surely this man is innocent. The Greek word there The Greek word there can be translated as innocent. It can also be translated as just. It can also be translated as righteous. You may remember that Jesus told a story about two men in the temple. One was a Pharisee. He had a lot to boast about. He was a truly good, decent, and religious man. The other stood far off and beat his breast and said, Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. And Jesus said, I tell you, this man went down righteous. Here, the righteous one, it's another name for the Messiah, for the Christ. Here, the righteous one takes upon him our unrighteousness in order that by the Spirit he might be able to give us his righteousness. He takes our guilt upon him that he might be able to give us his innocence. Dear Lord, let us not be blind like Herod and Pilate, like those that were there on that day. Let us not be blind even now. For the, but the grace of your love, we go the same way that they went. But give us your grace that we might hear and might see, might believe, might repent, might confess, and say with all our heart, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Amen.